Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Athena, who is going to turn five on June 11th. Athena, I hope you have the best fifth birthday. Five is a great age. Now I want to send some very special shout-outs to Zoe in Diamond Bar, California, Ermalee Zimmer, and Eve. Zoe, Ermalee, and Eve, thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grown Ups Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. We've got a very special episode for you today because we've got a very special guest who joined us for this tale. Her name is Stephanie March, and she is playing the role of Cersei. Stephanie is the co-founder of the custom makeup company She Spoke, and she is an incredible actor who has appeared in movies like Mr. and Mrs. Smith and The Invention of Lying. She's been on Broadway in The Death of a Salesman, and she's been on your TV screen. She is currently starring in Lifetime and A&E Network's House on Fire, and she is best known as Alex Cabot on Law & Order SVU. It was so fun to work with Stephanie on this new tale. I hope you like it as much as I do. Now on to our episode. This is the story of Circe. Enjoy!
I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. She lives here in Freshwater, and her name is Circe. Most people just call her the Sorceress because, well, she is kind of a sorceress. She lives in a cottage in the woods where she grows healing herbs, conducts botanical experiments, and even makes potions. And she uses her skills and magic to help the people of Freshwater. Circe is so kind and loving. But I have to tell you, she wasn't always that way. Back in the days of ancient Greece, long before even your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandma was born, Circe was a goddess, trapped on an island by her father, Helios, the god of the sun. You see, Circe was really good at sorcery, but she used it to do some pretty mean things. Circe did not like other people. Whenever someone tried to befriend her, she'd put a curse on them, or worse, she'd turn them into an animal. That's why her father, the sun, sent her to live alone on an island. It was actually a very beautiful island with plenty of food and absolutely no other people lived there. To Circe, it was heaven. She used her magic to build a little house, set up a sorcery lab, and even made a patio with a comfy hammock and a water feature. Ah, this is the life. However, it didn't take long for her to find out that lots and lots of sailors and travelers and ancient Greek tourists would stop at the island on their way around the seas, just to get a rest and get some food. All that changed when Circe moved to the island. She became even more bad-tempered because everyone was bothering her on her peaceful island. And if any visitors spoke to her or even looked at her funny, she'd turn them into an animal. Ugh, you distracted me from my potion making. I will turn you into a goat. There, now you can't distract me anymore. Sometimes the visitors wouldn't even go near her, but that didn't matter. She would turn people into animals as a sorcery experiment. You, ancient Greek tourist, hold still. I want to see if I can turn you into a jaguar. It worked! Ah, I'm so good at sorcery. Sometimes there was nothing else to do. I'm bored. I'm turning you into a wolf. Ugh, I'm still bored. On Circe's island, the human visitors and sailors who were turned into animals all wandered around feeling pretty sad and trying to warn away anyone who came near Circe. But they didn't have the power of speech, so sailors and travelers and ancient Greek tourists kept arriving on the island and saying hello to Circe. Circe kept turning people into animals, and the animals kept wandering around Circe's island, missing their friends and families back home, and wishing they could be human again. One day, an adventurer named Odysseus arrived. Circe turned Odysseus's crew into pigs. 
Then Odysseus kindly explained to Circe that he really loved his crew and he asked her nicely to turn them back to people. Nobody had ever spoken so gently and kindly to Circe, like a friend. So Circe turned Odysseus's crew back to people. I release your crew from my spell. Let's have a feast. The crew and Odysseus stayed with Circe on her island for a long time, a whole year. Circe learned how to be a better friend. Odysseus learned about the plants and animals of the island. And Circe loved to hear the crew's stories about all the places they had traveled. After a year, Odysseus said it was time for him to head home. He and his crew left the island, and they left Circe behind. Being left behind hurt Circe's feelings a lot. After that whole thing with Odysseus, Circe was lonely and mad. She didn't feel like her island was heaven anymore. Now she knew what it was like to have friends, and she felt left out and lonely. She started to think she would always be lonely, and that made her mad. Maybe if I wasn't trapped on this island, I wouldn't be so lonely. Circe had an idea. Perhaps I could leave. I could use one of the boats that belongs to the sailors I turned into animals. Without hesitation, Circe ran to get her sorcery books and some of her most precious herbs. She got into one of the boats anchored along her island. Some of the animals, who were really transformed people, gathered on the shore as she climbed aboard. She waved at them. Goodbye, animals who were once human. I'm out of here. She pulled up the anchor and opened the sails. But just then, the wind stopped. The boat was completely still. Was it because some powerful magic was keeping Circe on the island? Or was it because Circe was not a very good sailor? Hard to say. The animals watched from the shore as Circe tried to use her magic to make the boat move. Come on, boat. Move. It didn't work. The boat stayed put. Listen, goat. I'm sailing off this island, and that's that. <sighs> But no matter what Circe tried, none of the boats would sail. Circe was so mad, she wished she had some humans to turn into animals. But all the people had been warned not to visit her island. So it was just Circe and the animals and the empty, not-going-anywhere boats. Now remember, the animals on the island were really people. And many of them were sailors, which is how they ended up on Circe's island in the first place. If you were stuck on an island, who might you ask to help you sail away? Probably some sailors. But Circe didn't think of that because she was so mad she was not thinking straight. Curse this island! I'm so angry I could turn a human into a toad! Can you hear me, father? Circe shouted at the sun. I'm furious, and I'm going to do absolutely evil stuff to get my revenge. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but trust me, it will be very, very 
bad! The sun just kept right on shining. Cersei slumped down on the beach and felt her eyes get hot. She was so mad that she was about to cry. She kept her eyes shut tight to try to stop the tears from falling. But a couple got out, and then a whole bunch more, and soon it was like someone turned a faucet of tears on. Cersei was crying, which surprisingly was making her feel a bit better. The animals, who were really people, were standing together nearby. They had never seen Cersei cry before. After what seemed like hours, Cersei felt like she had cried every tear out of her body. And in spite of herself, a lot of her anger was gone. Cersei looked around the island for what felt like the first time. She saw everything she had built since she first arrived, when she was cursed to stay there. Her little house, her sorcery lab, her patio with a comfy hammock and a water feature. She saw the animals who were really people, and she felt a pang of regret. Maybe she had been a little careless turning people into animals without their permission. She thought back to the times people had annoyed her and realized maybe she overreacted. The sailors who had come to the island were just taking a break from their journeys. They didn't try to annoy her on purpose. Maybe Cersei was wrong. Cersei picked up her sorcery books and supplies and went into her sorcery lab. Before she closed the door, she turned to the animals. I was wrong to turn you all into animals, so I'm going to turn you back into humans, okay? The animals didn't have the power of speech, but they understood what Cersei said. Some of them bleated or neighed or howled with joy, but most of them were so shocked they just stood there with their animal mouths hanging open. Cersei went to work. She needed the right ingredients to turn these animals back to people. So she grabbed the necessary herbs from her herb collection and she looked at incantations in her sorcery book. When she was pretty sure she could undo her own spell, she went outside. The animals were all standing at the door to her lab. I think I have everything I need to turn you back into humans. You'll have to drink this tea made from herbs and then I'll say the incantation. The animals made animal sounds, and Cersei gave them all the tea, and then she said the incantation. By the juniper and mandrake, by the boar's head and the nightshade, I undo my spell! And then the goats, wolves, jaguars, bears, and all the other animals turned back into people. And they were so happy, they cried, and they thanked Cersei, and they hugged each other. I don't want to rush you all, but I think it's time we leave this island. Let's get each of you home to your families. The people nodded, and the girl who had been a goat, but was originally a girl, invited Cersei to sail with her. And Cersei gladly agreed. The wind was strong, and the boats all sailed smoothly away from Cersei's island. Cersei was almost sad to sail away from her home, but she was so glad to be free and to be with a friend. 
The girl who had been a goat, whose name was Amalthea, sailed with Circe over the wide seas to the home of the Lenape people. Circe asked if she could stay in the land of the Lenape, and they said yes. She built a small cottage, a sorcery lab, and a patio with a comfy hammock and a water feature. You probably guessed by now exactly where she made her home. Right here, in what became Aqua Nova and is now Freshwater. Circe stopped turning people into animals. Now she uses her sorcery and powers to help people, animals, and plants. Some of Freshwater's residents think that Freshwater is a special magical place because of Circe. After all, she is a goddess. But Circe told me when I popped over to her house to get some herbal tea to help with my allergies that the magic of fresh water doesn't come from her. Circe says that true magic comes from all the good deeds and kind hearts of the people, animals, and magical beings who call this place home. That was The Story of Circe, written and produced by Tessa Flannery, performed by Stephanie March, and executive produced and performed by me, Rebecca Cunningham. This episode of Girl Tales is dedicated to the memory of Lainey Grace Gould. Lainey is loved and missed by her family and friends. She made a positive impact on everyone she met. Lainey reminds us all that kids with special needs make the world a better place. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe you and I believe in you.